When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. All right, it is the final hour of the week on Inside Sports, and it is going to be fun because we have a couple of former Edmonton Eskimos in studio. You have heard these guys on the show before. They never fail to disappoint with their football knowledge and the general warmth of their personalities. How's that, guys? <laughs> uh, that was uh, 25 bucks I gave you before to say that. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's uh, that's Randy Spencer, who was at Eskimo from uh, 03 to 06. Did I get that right? Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. Two and two, two and two on Labor Day for you, if you, you yeah. played in all of them. And uh, Jed Roberts is here as well. I know, I've had five kids, man. Warmth is not a good thing when you're talking about uh, in that perspective, I guess. <laughs> uh, Jed Roberts, uh, you know, unless you missed a game or two, I got you a six and seven on Labor Day. I don't know if you yeah. played in your. You know what? I'm actually playing sur- your rookie year though. Surprised that. I I was shocked that we even got that close to 500. Well, they, they had a pretty we good always st- went down there and just got smacked. They had like, a good streak in the 90s, Calgary, against yeah. you guys. Yeah, it was after Barrett left and Flutie came in, and it was Flutie, Garcia, Dickinson, and then, you know. Yeah. Actually, there was a little lull between Garcia and Dickinson where they, uh, I don't know, the, the owners... The owner put his kid in. Oh, was that the Federick kid? Was that that era? Yeah, we feasted on them that year. We beat them pretty bad, but uh, yeah, that was Okay, were you you on the field in 1999? You guys didn't have a very good team. Went to overtime. They had a quarterback sneak to win on third down. And you fumbled it, yeah. And you guys stopped them. Were you on the field for that? Uh, No, I was... uh, But you were on the team. Yes, I was. I had just uh, recovered from my Achilles... Oh, okay. Well, no, I actually was on the field for that. I just didn't play by very much. But yeah, yeah, I was on the field for that. Yeah, it was goal line, and they fumbled it. Yeah. So, like, what are you, what are you thinking? Like, I know you're just trying to make the play, and you got one shot well, to do it. Just, but you know, anything happens. And a rivalry, like all bets are off. Like, you could be zero and ten or zero and nine going in, and still have a shot to win this game because they have these. I mean, we hate each other. Like, there is just no love whatsoever. I mean, we could do things off season. Like, we used to. I don't more so back then than they do now, but we used to go down and do off-season stuff, charity work. Like I used to hang out with Doc, Jeff Garcia, and you know he's a great guy. But then on Labor Day, man, I'm I'm hitting him under the chin and giving him stitches. You know what I mean? Like, and but then as soon as the game is over, we're buddies again. But, you would now be literally thrown out of the game for that hit. You, with yeah, the, you could do rules. that. We used to do things. We used to take liberties. I'll tell you a story, Reed. Opening kickoff, I think it was 1996 or seven. Probably seven. Playoffs or Labor Day? Labor Day? Labor Day. I ran downfield, tackled Marvin Coleman, the great returner that they had, happened to have his shoe, stood up and fired it out of the back of the end zone about 35 yards as far as I could. And Marvin's like, oh, man, why you got to be like that? I said, go get your shoe, Marvin. And then I ran off the field. (laughs) I didn't even get flagged for it. Now you would, but you you didn't get flagged for that stuff back then, right? The referee Uh, was just like, tie your shoe, Marvin. (laughs) (laughs) Randy, uh, did any of this resonate with you? (laughs) 
<laughs> oh man, I wish. <laughs> I, I think I told like the last time. Um, well, You're coming a little yeah. closer, buddy. Yeah. Uh, the first time I ever had a Labor Day game, then we had a bench clearing. Like it was just, it was preseason. It wasn't even Labor Day. The first time I ever played Calgary, uh, and it was my first game in preseason. I was like, this is what it's about. Okay. Then I was like, okay, I wonder what Labor Day is going to look like, and that happened to be, uh, you know. The AJ Gassier with uh, Ed Herbie and <laughs> helmets tossing and so on. So, yeah, I have a colorful history of uh, remembering those those days. I, so I so I had Eddie Steele on in the last uh, half hour, who played until last year, and it, it was great for him because he played in all three of the Labor Day series. He was a Tiger Cat, he was an Eskimo, and he was and he was a Rough Rider. Yeah. But I, I asked him, did you ever have to? Like, you want to be hyped up, you want to be ready to go, but did you ever have to rein that in a little bit? Because I know guys have said that they've played games where it's a, the first quarter's over and they're almost spent. Mm-hmm. Did you guys ever face that or have to deal with that? No. I mean, it was, you You were out there just trying to survive. Like, I, it's funny because you're, you're saying, hey, you got stories. I got a million stories. Like, there was one time when I was going up against Rocco Romano and, um, I beat him inside, and Doug was throwing, was throw, I don't think it was a shovel pass or like a screen or something, but he ducked his head, and I put my hand out almost reflectively, and I hit him on the on a helmet. And they did flag that because, I mean, they would at least do that. I hit him, in the, I hit him in the, fine, fair enough. But Rocco hit me just at the end of the play, and they were all running away, and then one of the old linemen was standing over the top of me, and I just happened to reach up with a backhand, like with a closed fist, and caught the guy right in the groin. And he dropped like a sack of potatoes, and you could hear him go, oh! And the referee's like, what happened? And I said, I don't know, and I got up and walked away. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, what are you going to say? Oh, you should should flag me. You should flag me. Randy, how, uh, how... I mean, guys are trying to do as much as they can without getting a penalty. How how chippy does it get in 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 the trenches, and how much did you try to get away with? Oh, I'm 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 a different person. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> maybe the silent type that uh, people don't see what I do. So, <laughs> there's a lot in there, though. There's a lot of twisting, finger grabbing, like trying to break things, stepping on. There's there's no love in there at all. Absolutely none. But that's the fun part of it. That's kind of what the game that you, you wait for because it's the stories that, you, that you'll live for forever. Like, ah, oh, I tried to break this guy's arm or whatever. <laughs> but you don't tell your kids now. <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, one of the um, Calgary receivers was just jabbering it up all game long at me and then right toward the end of the game, I think it was Singer, I walked up to him and says, hey, you do realize he's deaf, right? And the receiver oh, went, what? Geez. And he, yeah, man, you've been yelling at a deaf guy the whole game. Good one. And then he ran off. The guy was like, oh. And then he came up to me after the game. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you couldn't hear. You're still talking to me, and I can't hear you. And yeah, why is he apologizing? <laughs> yeah, first of all, no apologies in this series. And second of all, I still can't hear you. And I ran off. <laughs> well, you've told uh, great stories about yeah. your your hearing, or, or I guess lack of hearing, yeah. especially in game, because you, you take the uh, hearing yeah. aids out for the game, right? Yeah. Well, I, I, it depended. It depended okay. on the game. Yeah, some games I would, some games I wouldn't, you know. Just depended. So, know. so I got a question for you guys. Shoot. Okay, so there's a fumble. <clears throat> mm-hmm. 
And there's always like, okay, first of all, I always find it comical, and it's usually a defensive back and a receiver, and they they stand outside the pile and they're jumping up and down, signaling with, that their team has the ball, and they have no idea going on. And it's the guys like you, and usually the ball carrier, whoever dropped it, who are in a pile of about 15 guys. So what, yeah. what's actually the, the I mean the whistle's you gone. What's actually know. happening? Listen, listen, that's no. The one, I do want to know. That's the one play <laughs> you got. That's the one play in football yeah. that I have seen it all. I've seen everything. I've seen people take liberties with each other. I've seen people put digits in places where they don't belong. I've seen people. Um, <laughs> I've seen people grab skin and twist as hard as you can. Yeah. Like that's the part. That's the part in the huddle where you you see. You know how they, the old expression, sports don't develop character, that they, it, it uh, reveals ex- character. Reveals a ca- <laughs> that's the play that reveals yeah. a character in football. It's the mad scramble. So. And, and some guys are going for the ball. Other guys are going for whatever they can get. So, Yeah. Uh, yeah your job is basically, if there is no sunlight, like, <laughs> you can get away with anything, but if you're on the outer shell, yeah. then you're seen by the ref. So you know you're just there to shield, yeah. to provide darkness for the others yeah. so they can find a way to get that ball. Because yeah. until they peel that orange back and peel the layers, <laughs> nothing can be seen on the inside, and you can get away with yeah. Whatever you need to do to get that ball so, back. Okay, so tell us now, all us ignorant viewers, <laughs> dirt, dirty stuff aside, or, or yeah. liberties aside, I won't say dirty stuff, how many times does the ball actually change hands? Oh, all the time. When a all team, the when the team yeah. that didn't have it under there. Oh, all the, the time. It, yeah. Until that, like what Randy said, until you get that, those layers peeled back, it can change hands sometimes as many as five, six, seven times. And it, it, I'm gonna tell you what, I've recovered lots of balls where guys were there was a whole pile on top of you. First of all, you can't breathe yeah. because you've got probably upwards of eight or nine individuals on top of you and so you can't breathe for that and then you're also hanging on for dear life because people and the people are pinching you squeezing your like i'm not kidding <laughs> spitting on you doing whatever they can to get you to give that ball up so and until you start to see some daylight you have to hold on and you and a lot it's, of times you yeah. it feels like you held your breath for like two minutes because it's you know those longest, referees they can't get the guys off and, uh, so the, whist, the whistle problem, means yeah. nothing like we should no no, yeah, no you, believe you can get honestly and and with all the, you don't get as many camera angles here in the CFL as you get in the NFL. It's pretty. It's a lot more. Though difficult. there's more when you when you guys play. Yeah, but there's yeah. way more. You know, I mean, we we were lucky if our games were even televised at all when I was playing. Yeah, that's so, true. When you played, especially. You know, yeah. So we and I'll I'll give you the other part of that is that we didn't have the television timeouts. You know, we might have a radio timeout, but that was about it. It was right? just for so, ballsy to take a so breath. The yeah. twenty second <laughs> clock really took its toll on you. So yeah, it's it's a it's a different game for sure. All right. Uh, well, we got a lot to cover here. By the way, we got Jed Roberts and Randy Spencer in studio. If, if you have a question for these guys, uh, former Eskimos, uh, about the current team, about memories of their career, uh, storylines in the league this year, I know there's a couple things I, I want to ask you guys that, about that have happened in the league this year. You can text 630-630 and more with Randy and Jed when we get back. Good to have you tuning in tonight. A lot of football talk tonight and through the weekend. The U of A Golden Bears season is 
underway. And uh, five minutes into the first quarter, they fa- they trailed the Calgary Dinos 2-0 at foot field. The Dinos uh, able to pick up a safety. So 2-0 early for the Dinos over the Golden Bears. Former Eskimos defensive lineman Jed Roberts and Randy Spencer are uh, in studio. Uh, already a lot of great stories, and we got them for a little while longer here. I, I want to ask you guys, as, as guys who played in the league, as 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 pros, a big story this week was Andrew Harris of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Mm-hmm. He's going to be suspended for two games. Um, you know, he says I didn't use him intentionally. There's something something wrong, but I, you know, I I got to honor the suspension. But he was, you know, busted, quote unquote, for uh-huh. having performance enhancing drugs. Great player. Uh, when you guys hear that type of a story, I mean, do you believe? Okay, something could have been wrong. Does this? cast a shadow on some of his... I, I'm just wondering your reaction, especially guys as, as guys who played. Uh, I don't know. Like, I, I started coaching and um, there's so many different rules now. Uh, just taking the exams to actually coach, you got to go through all these different substances, what's good, what, you know, what, you know, going through college, what kids can take, creatine, not to trust this, not to trust that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game's changed completely. What some things that you may think are okay may not be because of the companies that are making them with uh, mm-hmm. the tainted uh, products that are coming out and untrusted and untrusted. So you really have to do your due diligence. Right, uh, whether you did something or not, I, I can't comment on that. But uh, definitely, you're you're in a position you have to make a smarter decision or look up the the products that you are taking. Right, because because I'm sure as you know, a lot of fans kind of roll their eyes, say, "Oh, sure, you didn't know." But as an athlete, you're saying there's a lot of there's a lot of gray area. You with could a lot get of caught in, yeah. You could go to uh, you know any type of store that has uh, over the counter pills, or, you know, for testosterone or something, and that's what it's advertised as, and you don't know if it's, you know, a banned substance. Right. Right? But if everybody else is able to buy the same thing, how is it a banned substance? You're not really thinking that way, right? Right. So, um, yeah. I don't know what what uh, he was actually taking there, if, if anything. It, it's did, one of those the things with yeah. a long name. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Yeah. Tech, I think it was Diana Balls. Oh, Diana Balls, basically. What he tested positive for. And so... Yeah. Which, you know, for me, line. when you say, does it cast a shadow? Absolutely, it casts a shadow. Because what he tested positive for. Like, listen, it's your responsibility to take responsibility for what you put into your body, okay? So if you're going down to GNC and you're taking some, you know, en- enhancement formula or whatever, if you didn't check up on that, that's on you, dude. And you know what? Like it or not, if you're a great Canadian running back, which you are, and you have one of the top records in Canadian football, which you do, <laughs> and you get stuck with that then i'm i'm sorry but that's you know, you know what you're dumb like yeah. you you, <laughs> you, still you didn't use your head man like you you know you know and i know all the guys i've talked to about that like you go to gnc and you pick up some some formula or something like that half of that stuff is is um tainted with that stuff and okay, I, you yeah. know I, I know that from listen i'm 51 years old reed okay in, ni- in the 90s late 89 91 90 we sent some stuff away and it came back and it tested positive, like me and a friend of mine from college, just to see what would happen. Really? And, yeah, and it had uh, it had testosterone, like different forms of testosterone in it. I mean, that's 101, man. Like, come on, dude. Like, that. And then when they asked him, hey, what was it that you took? He goes, well, I, I don't know. 
So I don't know, man. I mean, something smells rotten in Denmark to me. <laughs> Denmark. Well, <laughs> didn't, didn't the Bombers have a player named Clarence Denmark for well, a while? So that's that's kind of where I was going with that. They had another one named Tom Canada, you know. But, that's right. So, there was a Tom Canada. You know, I don't know. He, he should have known better. And if he was taking something that... You know, if you, you, in this today's day, now when I played, we didn't have drug testing, right? And so it was like the Wild West. I mean, people took everything, you know? And if it was out there, they were taking it, you know? I mean, I remember my dad, even when my dad played in the 60s, won two Grey Cups with Ottawa, he said the trainer was handing them uh, basically amphetamines, pill form of amphetamines before they went out the door, okay, yeah. on the field. Oh, yeah. Isn't that they were all taking for your heart? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, Fedman so it was like a staple, and it was yeah, it was a staple. Everybody was expected yeah. to take it, like required to take it in a lot of cases. So, the game has evolved over the years into what you see right now. And so, for him to say, "Well, I didn't know," come on, man! Like they drug test you, and then you you even made the point, Andrew, that you are the most drug tested guy, and blah 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 blah. So why would you even bother taking right. a chance? You know, like that's I don't know if I. You know what? Yeah, there, I'm, unfortunately, there's going to be an asterisk next to your name now. So definitely interesting. Yeah. Well, and now the the Riders get the Bombers uh, without Nichols and and without Harris in, yeah. in the home and home. Well, I just want the Bomber. I just want the Bomber. Uh, sorry, the Rider fans to show up to the game wearing their Dare shirts. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty good. Oh, that is, that is pretty good. Uh, Jet Solver texts the end. He goes, uh, do you guys have any thoughts? Uh, high-end artificial turf versus uh, the real stuff. Does it uh, take anything away from the game, take away home, home field advantage? I guess you guys played on a few surfaces when you played. Oh, I missed the grass. Right. The mm-hmm. grass was the best, and, uh, you know, it's sad that you won't see it anywhere anymore. Um, as for turf, uh, we played on, like, the worst AstroTurf back in the day, like BC, yeah. like, like there this. were grates. Yeah. yeah, it was, there was like concrete. The free, yeah. <laughs> like, there's sections of concrete and metal in there. Yeah. So do they deserve high AstroTurf, like, that <laughs> dessert, yeah, like falling on pillows? Screw them. <laughs> <laughs> I got injuries to this day because of that turf. Yeah. They're, no, they're, they're good. Yeah, it's, it's like Dave Chappelle said, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I said, I will say it. I add. Yeah. I'll add to that. I agree with Randy. There's no substitute for the real thing. You know, grass is. But also, grass is very expensive to maintain. So mm-hmm. that's why you're seeing an uptick in a lot of these synthetic services. I've I've heard. I don't have any personal experience with it, but I've heard that um, FIFA has a like a hybrid turf, artificial grass, kind of a weave sort of thing, and that's supposed to be really, really good. I don't know anything about well, it. FIFA's going to have to figure out something because, they, I mean, they have different rules for the men and the women. Yeah, they and do. And they're not going to be able to do and that. And it's goofy, you know. Yeah. So. Because, well, we had the World Cup four years ago, right? Mm-hmm. And most of the matches were played, including here at Commonwealth, yeah. on artificial turf, right? Whereas the Men's World Cup, that's not allowed. So, no. yeah, they, they got to come up with something. Yeah, they do. You guys should invent something. <laughs> 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 we have uh, Randy Spencer. And Jed Roberts in studio. We got a break for the 7:30 news. We haven't even talked about the the current edition of the Eskimos, so we'll get to that. I'm gonna ask them once and for all to uh, solve the Eskimos problem in the red zone. So you're gonna get that when we get back after the 7:30 news.
right, six minutes left in the first quarter at Foot Field. Golden Bears leading the Dinos 3-2 in the Canada West football season opener. Uh, a lot of football coming up this weekend uh, for you to pay attention to. Besides the CFL, Wildcats Colts is tomorrow at 7 at Clark. And Huskies Hilltops and Randy Spencer is here. Yeah, that's the big one. Uh, Huskies Hilltops at 1 o'clock Sunday? Yeah. What's your role now? I'm the defensive uh, line coach. Right All right. Now. I call them the number one defensive line in the uh, in the nation. Well, why wouldn't you? So why not? Why, why not be well, confident? Well, you guys are two and zero. Oh. How many sacks did you have last week? Uh, no, the first week. Uh, last last week we only had 32 yards passing against us. Wow. Uh, Who was last week? Oh, that was against Wildcats. So, oh, right. You guys, what, it was like 42-2 yeah. or something? 48-2. to two. Okay. Yeah, so there wasn't that many opportunities there uh, to get any sacks. It was pretty quick. Um, <laughs> not to say anything, but, yeah. But you're saying it. But I'm saying it. <laughs> it was a good night. All right. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to playing the Hilltops. Uh, from what I've heard, since they've been, you know, champs here for five years, um, I, I really believe this is the year that uh, we can really take them on and get take them out. Is it five years in a row they've won yeah. already? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, they've always been good, that's for sure. Uh, so that's you. So you guys are Sunday at 1, and the Wildcats are Saturday at 7. So both junior teams uh, are home, so that's pretty fun. Uh, Monday at 1, we'll have the countdown to kick off for the Labor Day Classic. The game kicks off at 2.30. Randy Spencer and Jed Roberts are in studio, two former Eskimos defensive linemen. All right, I got some stats here, guys, that I've been using all week. I, I, I know players love when guys in the media hone in on one stats and beat, beat them to death, right? <laughs> no, I actually like it when you do that because uh, I was a bit of a f- aficionado myself. I used to love, you know, obscure stats. So I always like to well, hear. Well, these aren't that obscure. I'd like to hear what you're coming up Th- this with. Is the, this is the group I've chosen okay. for the Eskimos offense. They are first in the CFL in net offense per game with a 70-yard lead on the next best team, Saskatchewan. They are first in second down conversions. They are first in the number of offensive plays run per game. They're first in yards per play. They're first in first downs, and they've allowed the fewest sacks. In the and, and they're last in the league in competence in the red zone. <laughs> and they're fifth in offensive touchdown scored. Yeah. So, I mean, the stats I picked, those are all stats that indicate that they're running a lot of plays, mm-hmm. and most of the plays are successful, even though I know fans are frustrated with some of the shorter passes or passes behind the line of scrimmage. But they're uh, eighth in the CFL in red zone touchdown percentage go. ahead yeah. of only Ottawa. So, I mean, I'm going to ask you guys, what, mm-hmm. do you, what are you seeing? What's going on? Uh, well, talking about defensive-wise, you used to say, you know, doing the short passes all day, we don't care if they can do short passes down the field. Don't let the big play up. But if you can't score on us, who cares if you just went for 80 mm-hmm. yards all day? Yeah. Like, and that's what they're doing, right? They're making it down the field. It looks pretty, but at the end of the day, if you don't score, who cares? Yeah. I mean, if you keep everything in front of you, that's exactly what Richie, Richie Hall did last week with that secondary and that defense with Winnipeg is that they played like a zone where they just kept everything in front of them. Um, 
you know, you can use the sidelines and the end zone there as your 13th man, you know, and just keep everything in front of you. And then, you know, they can't throw it past the end zone because if they do, then it's out, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, that's what I see. And I agree with you, Reed. We were talking during the break about, I think it was Blake Dermott that pointed that out, that uh, that offense is playing tight in the red zone. It's like you can do all these things between the 20s because you've got room. But then when you run out of room, all of a sudden people are squeezing and they're, they're, they just tighten up. And I've seen t- other teams historically do this. Uh, good teams find a way to, to play through it. Um, and I, as we talked about during the break, I mean, this is the Labor Day home and away. Like, you've got to win both games. As, as Edmonton, I'm thinking to myself, if I'm an Edmonton Eskimo, we have to take both games. Otherwise, nobody's going to take it seriously, you know. And, you know, I know you take one game at a time, but it is a series, you know. It's like the old-time playoff series where you played best of three total points, you know what I mean? Um, They really need to, because they've lost the season series to Winnipeg, and if they lose the season series to to Calgary, now they're looking for third place, you know, and then Saskatchewan's no, you know, they've got probably arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now, so the West is a dogfight, man, you know, so Mm -hmm. they've got to figure that red zone thing out or they're done so how and now there have been some penalties so that's obvious a penalty hurts you drives you back um so do you think it it, does does play calling factor in as well because i mean people always text people what's jason doing what's maximic doing well obviously they're not having any trouble with their play calling because they they're leading the league in all these categories right right? it's not about the play it's about how they're executing those plays right i don't really want to put the finger on Jason because obviously they're having a lot of success um, it just has to be about how you adapt your plays to you know suit the confines of the end zone or the red zone or you know you have to shorten your routes you have to cut them out you have to you know when you're going to run your rub you've got to figure out the angles and, and, and go from there right and that requires film study that requires repetitions after practice that, that requires you've got to you got to play your way through that man like Randy Randy can tell you you know as a coach like you've got to get your guys and it just and it, if it's a confidence thing the only way to the, bet, the best way out is through you know right. you just got to work your way through it so yeah, sometimes uh, coaching-wise, I hate it. I hate doing this, but when the offense isn't having confidence in certain phases, you kind of just let them have the win during practice. Really? Right? Yeah. Because then that builds up their confidence. It builds right? it up. And it's such a weird thing, you know. It is, and, and mental, defense you know? hates it. Like, yeah. it's like we don't want it. There's no play during the whole practice that we want to take off. Mm-hmm. And uh, you'll see, like, a lot of players arguing. We're like, that was a sack. That was a sack. And then, meanwhile, the ball's moving up 15 yards. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, no, no, penalty, yeah. go. Yeah. Right? And uh, you just got to move that ball along so they have the feeling that's okay. During those in those twenty five yards, we're successful, right? Right. So whatever mind shift they need to take as a team, or you know, during practice, during a, a period that just instills that confidence in that zone, then they need to do it. The other thing I would say is that there might be a variable, and I haven't looked at it this close. Is um, you alluded to the fact that they've allowed the least amount of sacks, and partially that's due to the fact that he gets rid of the ball so quickly, and they run what's called a timing offense, where one, two, bang, the ball's gone. So, obviously what's happening in the red zone there inside the 35 or down toward the 20 is the defenses are tightening up a little bit and taking away that 
first and second read and forcing Trevor to dump it to, you know, the running back or whatever. So they've got to figure out a way to, to scheme around that, you know. And, I mean, even i got my son here, and he said, why don't they run a wham, you know, which is like, why don't they run the ball, which, you know, you would think with Matt O'Donnell coming back, that's a possibility now because I think that they did have some injuries on the line and they were banged up a little bit and they had some guys pushed into action that maybe weren't as viable options for the running game. So I, I think that with Matt back, that will be a possibility and I think my kid might be right this week. If oh, they run the ball, well, that might be it, right? Mm-hmm. So that, well, that's well, that is, that is a good point. And I yeah. mean, I, I like I, I like Gable a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he keeps fighting after contact. Yeah. And he has had good games without O'Donnell, but I, I think if you looked at all the numbers, it's, it's there's a better games night and day. with, with you know, O'Donnell. He's such a big body, and then when you get him in there with the tackle, it's just a, he's a road grader. You know? and, uh, <laughs> if you look at when Matt's in there and when he's not in there, I would bet you dollars to donuts that um, Gable's probably seeing first contact a lot quicker without Matt in there. But when Matt's in there, he's such a big body that people just can't get around him. You well, know? that's so, a good point, and especially yeah. against Winnipeg, yeah. he got... Yeah. hit in the backfield. Yeah, and that Even doesn't if you got a happen game. when Matt's in there. That doesn't happen. Right. So, so as, as defensive players, and Randy, I'll start with you, mm-hmm. I mean, Strevler a week ago tonight, like, basically does nothing passing the ball. <laughs> <laughs> and, they, yeah. and, the, and the Eskimos lose. Oh, that's such what, a burn. So, yeah. like, as a defensive player, were you thinking, like, wait a minute, they got to figure, like, they got to figure something out? What was it like watching them? Well, they can't throw stones, especially with their discipline. So, yeah. <laughs> defense, you know, like Jed was saying earlier, you know, on the break too, is uh, they're playing well. The defense is playing well, but the penalties and the, the uh, mental mistakes that they're making are at the wrong time, mm-hmm. and they shouldn't even be made yeah. to begin with. Like, you're a professional player. How are you this undisciplined? Yeah. Right? Like, I, I don't know. They Some of these kids, like, they would have got cut a yeah. long time ago mm-hmm. for for behaving the way they are yeah. in an important game. Like, yeah. do you not care about the rest of your teammates that much mm-hmm. that you're going to do something so idiotic? I can tell you what, you know, and, and you're, you're far too polite to say this, but, you know, we had uh, Glenn... Um, we had a, a defensive back back in the 90s there, um, and he was an all-Canadian. And he did that, and Rich Stubler yelled at him and threw him out of practice and wouldn't let him, you know, because he was doing the same thing. Yeah. Uh, Labor Day Classic, first play of the game, he sort of gently sort of kicks Sapungis and rubs his foot along his thigh. Referee throws a flag. He gets kicked out of the game. We end up uh, using Lucius Floyd, our running back, at safety because Trent Brown, our all-Canadian safety, blew his knee out. And so we were... And we had Errol Martin, who was a defensive end, playing halfback. So just... All it takes is just that little, you know, and right now I'm seeing the same two or three guys making those errors in those crucial moments, and that's something that uh, Coach Lawley really has to, he's going to have to figure out a way to address, address that. I mean, Stubler was a different type of coach, and he was more of an old-school guy where he would throw a guy out of meeting or throw a guy out of, I'm not sure if uh, today's players are responsive to that. But it's either, you know. like, the coach or I know, yeah. like, as a vet in the room, mm-hmm. a lot of that wouldn't happen. No, and you're right. <laughs> and and there's been some turnover, but, you know, you, you've got to, and with, with the new influx of players, they brought in Dean from Hamilton. You know, those guys, like, there has to be an identity 
and there has to be a veteran presence that steps in and says, you know what, we don't do that here. Like Armando maybe might need to be that guy, but mm-hmm. I don't know if he's that. I think it's more of a just lets his play type of, you know, he was Doug Peterson was like that, right? Um, so I don't know if they have that guy on their defense right now. So this is the time of the year where people start to step up, you know, in teams because everybody starts on the same page at the beginning of the year. As you said earlier, Reed, you said, I don't know if I buy that. You know, the Eskimos haven't beaten anybody yet because they started to say that at the beginning of the year. But now halfway now through you the year, yeah. you can say it. Three like games Edmonton hasn't beaten already. anybody. Nobody with a winning record. So yeah. what are you going to do? Like, what are you going to show us this weekend? You know? So with, with the with the penalties, and and, and and unfortunately for Moss, that's been a theme throughout his tenure mm-hmm. as a coach. Mm-hmm. But I'll ask you guys, if a team is either undisciplined or, I mean, actually last Friday, I think they only took six or seven penalties, yeah. but two were stupid on the same play yeah. and cost you a chance to come back in the final yeah. three minutes. And that's all it takes. So who's who's the discipline ultimately on? The coach, the coordinator, the the players themselves? Everybody. Everybody. And, yeah. But it starts at the top, you yeah. know, and I... I I love Jason. He's uh, I played with them, and I have all the utmost respect. But I, I do hear people when they say that, and I agree with it. You know, it starts at the top. You know, you can't have your head coach taking penalties like that or throwing headsets and doing all of that and then expecting the players to just kind of mm-hmm. – it kind of doesn't really – Right, jibe. And so I think I, he has I, toned down some. I of that. hear it when he has actually this year he's been the quietest I've ever seen him as a head yep. coach. So and that's probably you know I think people learn mistakes make people right. So um, I think that he's really toned it down, but he's also set the precedent in the in the past by throwing headsets and all that stuff. He's got a bit of a reputation for that. So teams take on the personality of their coach. Let's face it, you know. So. You know, if you've got a team that's undisciplined, then you've got to figure out, well, starting at the top, what are you going to change, you know? And so it looks like Jason's kind of done his part so far this year. Now the other guys have to, like, hey, listen, this is it, man. The top guy's changing what he's his approach. Maybe we should look at it, too. But, I mean, the same two or three guys on defense are doing it week in and week out, which well, can't Well, I mean, can't it obviously it was Hunter and uh, yeah. and uh, Diggs that got, yeah. the, got the bad penalties. Yeah, well, Hunter against. gets good. Hunter, I say Hunter's good for at least one a game and bad ones, like crucial time we're kind of come back we're, we're cl- or maybe we're ahead or whatever and he gets a really bad like roughing penalty and 15 yeah i mean you just can't do that like, yeah you just can't you just can't do it as defensive linemen we've seen i mean jed you referenced earlier you'd, you'd try to hit garcia right under the chin i mean now you'd get a penalty or ejected yeah, that i think we we have seen guys ejected this year for that yeah um but i've also seen penalties where it's like, man, a defensive lineman is trying to swim around an O-lineman and his uh, hand brushes a face mask or a helmet, and that's roughing the pass. Some of these penalties make me want to puke. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, like, honestly, I don't even know how I would have learned how to target practice yeah. trying to tackle somebody. And, and you can't. You know, like, and people, you even said it, you know, it's, it's one thing to sit here and talk about it while we're sitting here, but when you're running full speed and you're engaged and you're doing something and there's just no way to stop, you know? And so there's really, yeah, it's unfortunate, but it's also understandable why the approach is being taken to and, take the quarterbacks because they're defenseless half the time when they're throwing the ball, right? So And I, and I try to be really fair to <laughs> officials, and, and, you know, there are former officials that I, that I interview that will come on the show, and I had a couple of baseball umpires in a couple of weeks ago, and, and they said... Like we're not trying to. If we make a bad call, it's not on purpose. We don't, mm-hmm. you know, we don't have an interest in who wins. But the one, the one that frustrated me in the CFL this year was Edmonton's in Calgary, 
Harris is stepping up in the pocket and he gets a little, he gets a palm into the face mask and they review it and they let it go. Yeah. And then in Toronto, and then in Toronto, and, and that's the thing, if it's just the ref on the field, and, you know, I, I work yeah. all the hockey games with Rob Brown, and yeah. he said as he got more mature as a hockey player, if a ref said to him, Rob, I just didn't see it, yeah. he could live with that. Yeah. But now when we have review that's supposed to yeah. correct mistakes, it's and it's not then, then it's yeah. still, the, it, it's the, I think the video review being inconsistent that, that grinds my gears yeah, a little who's bit. Who's up there? <laughs> we don't know. They should, they should have a camera in there. In the control, they in the, should have the, a panel of former athletes sit there and dissect it because well, I don't know who they have yeah. up there. Well, and uh, Grant Fuhrer has said that in hockey. If you're going to have goalie interference reviewed, have a, one or two ex-goalies in on every call. Yeah. Because they, they, they would actually say whether they if they themselves would have been impeded in that felt yeah. impeded don't put Jed and I up there if you're gonna like talk about roughing the passer right don't have <laughs> yeah. don't. pick your choices wisely but right. <laughs> definitely yeah. I don't know what's going on up that booth so <laughs> what okay so I mean clearly I think you guys know that head to head contact yeah, uh, yeah that's, the, that's, the hands yeah. brushing a face mask but mm-hmm. what about the the low hits because now you can get roughing the passer if you tackle a quarterback yeah. below the knees but also sometimes you guys got an old lineman on your back pushing yeah. you and right you're, into and you're it. still thinking I, I still got a chance to make a play but like, I just don't have time to aim where you're going to like at yeah. that point now where I hold my breath every time a sack happens because I don't know that's going to hold up under scrutiny because now not only do you have to worry about you know getting the flag thrown in real time but they could come back and challenge it and say, you know what? Actually, on second thought, that's a penalty. You know, so I mean, that's—I don't even think I'd play D-line <laughs> because you just—it's almost like uh, finding the holy grail out there when you get a sack. You know, there's going to be like there's guys that got 26, 27 sacks. I think what was Quick Quick, quick Parker's record? 26.5 or I something. Think so like that? yeah. In today's CFL, he's probably got 14. Yeah, like if you went back and... I said it. Uh, in today's CFL, he's only good for about 16 or 17 because half of them are getting pulled back. Because he'd be pulled back or he'd yeah, have to be less Yeah, because he hit him in the head or, or yeah. he, you know what I mean? You, It's, oh, it's yeah. a different league, man. Like you just... And I'll, case in point, opening uh, game here. When they, I don't know who they played. It was Toronto or somebody like that. Uh, and they had almost 11 the sacks. Montreal, but then, no, the next week against Riley, they had three sacks, I think. Well, they, they had almost 11, really. Yeah. And there were so many callbacks. They could have almost gotten the CFL record. And I think if the game was played 12 years ago, it would have been. Yeah. So it's a different game. You know, I'm not saying it's... I'm not complaining. I'm just saying that's it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, a lot here. A lot of people say, you know what? It's really tough to watch. But you know what? That's by virtue of the injuries, the lawsuits, you know, and all of that stuff. Yeah. And and also above all else, player safety. You know, right? Um, I mean, my dad had uh, CTE. You know, so yeah. I, I'm not saying it like I, I'm not saying it from the vantage point that I'm complaining about it. Obviously, I'm not. I'm saying I get it. I'm just saying it's a different game. Yeah. And so when you're talking about officiating reviews and all that the human error is always going to be a part of it even if you bring in player experts someone might be biased enough or subjective and not not as subjective that he needs to be that he might make the wrong call and that's always going to be present always no matter what you do all right we're going to uh, wrap it up with uh but, but well, you guys are great thanks for okay. spending <laughs> the full hour with us uh, more with uh, randy spencer and jed roberts when we get back
right, 7.54, Golden Bears trailing the Dinos, Canada West football 16-3 early in the second quarter. Uh, Bears had the lead in that one, but the uh, Dinos got some quick points, so that's the first uh, game of the Canada West season. Reed Wilkins joined by former Eskimos Randy Spencer and uh, Jed Roberts in studio tonight. Great to have you guys. Did, Randy, did you did you get your rings back? What happened? No, not yet. No, not still. still pled on... guilty. He pled guilty and all that and went to jail. But you haven't physically got the no. rings back. No, I'm in that process. That sucks. Yeah, it does. Do they know where they are? He already fessed up to getting rid of them. Oh. Yeah. So I found that out great cup week uh, when he was in court. Okay. So. Well, I hope you get them. Yeah. You got the yeah. memories. Oh, I'm you got not the VHS worried. tapes. <laughs> hey, but, I'm not those, too but those rings are beautiful. You know, <laughs> it would be really nice to see him yeah. get them back. Like, and when he does get them back, man, that's going to be quite a celebration. <laughs> it will be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Astros yeah. Uh, leading the Blue Jays 6-2 in the top of the eighth. Okay, so Randy, you're, uh, what else? you're coaching Huskies D-line. Yep. And uh, what do you do for uh, a real job, so to speak? <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, I love, I, I help people. I help uh, a lot of players. Uh, tradesmen, whoever I can, uh, just get the proper coverage. Because when I was playing, and I, you know, both of us kind of ended on injury. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had three surgeries my last year, and uh, after that, is like, what do I do now? I'm not getting a paycheck, and uh, you know, just bled through my money because I was injured, mm-hmm. right? So now I can cover athletes and give them the proper insurance. And, you know, kids, too, um, make sure that uh, they get it from the beginning for all those bumps, bruises, breaks, and, you know, tears. So I cover, you know, a lot of Husky players, a lot of AFL players, um, any sport. doesn't matter what you do, you know, extreme sports. Yeah, come to me and uh, I'll take care of you. <laughs> how, how do people find you? Huh? Uh, just uh, Randy Spencer. Uh, you can look me up um on uh, let's see, Facebook. Okay. Randy Spencer on Facebook. I'm under Boss Benefits. Boss Benefits. Boss okay. Benefits. Yeah. Okay. And um, yeah, give me a call. I'm easy to find. Jed, I know we, <laughs> we talk about this uh, every time you're you're on, but you're doing such great stuff, important stuff as well. Remind yeah. people what that is. Yeah, I'm working for um, Ubuntu Children and Families. Uh, I'm up on the northeast there in Victoria Trail and uh, 140th Ave. Uh, it's part of Boyle Street mm-hmm. Co-op organization uh, I work as a family support worker so I'm just um, working with families to you know keep the relationships going and nurturing um, you know keeping the kids you know involved with their parents and vice versa and uh, you know I, I whistle at work I have a good time and I work with a great crew the, the people I work with at Ubuntu are amazing and uh, it's a culture unlike anything I've ever been a part of so I'll probably be doing it for the foreseeable future I also work part-time at a group home mm-hmm. um, uh, I work with Mookie uh, former teammate and an opponent there. Uh, so Mookie Mitchell and I, we work together sometimes. So it's fun, you know. We work with kids. It's awesome. You know, I'll never be rich, but I'll always have a good time. And who are you coaching? Well, I'm not coaching anybody. My kids, my but two boys are, playing, are 10 and 7. Okay. Um, I'm kind of helping them, and they're uh, they're playing for the Edmonton Seahawks, and uh, they've got a the weekend off, but then next week they I think they go up and they play uh, Fort Saskatchewan, I think. So And Fort Saskatchewan's got a really good team, so it'll good be fun. Stuff. Hey, uh, Bears got a touchdown. 16-10 now. Dinos leading nice. the Bears. There nice. we go. Early in the second quarter. So we'll keep an eye on that one. Randy, Jed, thank you for coming in. Uh, I know this won't be the last time we talk, but I appreciate it mm-hmm. all the time, whether you guys are in together or separately. This was an absolute blast. Thanks for the stories. Thanks for the insight. And enjoy the Labor Day Classic. Oh, thank you. Thank you.
Randy Spencer and Jed Roberts. And 1 o'clock Monday, countdown to kickoff, game at 2.30, Eskimos and Stamps, Dave Campbell, Morley Scott, Blake Dermott, all part of that crew. Thanks to tonight's studio operator, Angie Quinnell. Dave Campbell's the producer of Inside Sports. My name is Reed Wilkins. Have a great weekend. I will talk to you after the football broadcast on Monday. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.